Back with another episode of Brick House, the number two overall team. Number one team in the East, I believe, after four or five Western Conference teams yeah, in a row. A bunch of bunch of West we had to get through. But we've got to give them the edge. The, I mean, Vegas has them as the finals favorites, the championship favorites, and uh, their, their walk to the finals is definitely going to be a lot easier than any Western Conference team. Not to say it's guaranteed, but it'll definitely been easier than the West. The number two team overall, number one in the East, is the Cleveland Cavaliers. What the fuck does anything have to do with LeBron James in this episode? <laughs> a lot. All of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm Bob Johnson. I'm Matt Baker. And we're here at Brickhouse. <laughs> Sounded like you should have some sound drops like dun-dun or something. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah, well... Uh, I wish I could play the sound for this show that I want to compare the Cavaliers to. to. I I think the Cavaliers are like the television show Lost. Mm -hmm. Because it's must-see TV, even if the media has to manufacture cheap storylines about them every 108 minutes to keep the world from exploding. (laughs) Yep, that's the Cavaliers. It's really, uh, it's really a surprise. Some of the things that have happened on this on this show, whenever they're cranking out the drama. For example, I would say Matthew Dellavedova's performance in the playoffs last year was on par with finding polar bears on a tropical island. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, due to the due to the large ensemble cast of Lost, it's one of the most expensive television shows ever made. The pilot alone cost fourteen million dollars. The Cavs currently have the highest payroll in the league going into next season, $94 million. Oof. And that's prior to any deal that they may or may not negotiate with Tristan Thompson. And, uh, you know, until they can prove otherwise, I'm going to say the Western Conference will continue to be the smoke monster just haunting their, <laughs> haunting their dreams. That's Cleveland for you. Let's get into the next segment. Previously on the Cleveland Cavaliers. So... We all know the Cavs story. Uh, they drafted LeBron, had LeBron, went to the finals and lost. We're always getting we're getting beat by everyone who was the people they kept getting beat by were the ones going to the finals yep. for the most part. The uh, Celtics, the the Magic, the Pistons. Then, yeah, then they uh, got their hearts ripped out on national TV because LeBron said he was going to South Beach. Then we entered a... Which, which, taking my talents to South Beach became a euphemism for jerking off for a couple of years there. Did it? That was hilarious. Okay. (laughs) I I honestly didn't didn't hear that, but it doesn't surprise me. (laughs) So after LeBron did that, we entered a weird four-year... A weird four years in was, Cleveland. Would you say it was weird, or would you say the team sucked? Yeah, they were terrible. <laughs> it was like they had Byron Scott, Byron Scott for a few years as coach. Then Mike Brown came back for one year. They one year Anton Jameson was probably the best player on the team. Yeah, that was oh, that was yeah. the year they had a twenty six game losing streak. Yeah, <laughs> Jameson was was doing his thing, and no one else was. They had three number one picks. Yeah, now three out of four years. Yeah. Now one of those, the Kyrie Irving pick, was actually a pick they got from the Clippers because the Baron Davis trade. Right. So they they had to they had to give them a pick 
for the Cavs to take Baron Davis's Baron Davis, contract, which turned out to be the best thing. The worked out pretty well. For worked me. out great. That's basically the best. That those trades happen fairly frequently. The will give you a pick for if you take this guy for hands, but it never works. Normally, at, they protect the pick for yeah, that very reason. Yeah, it never works out so great as it did then. They had all this weird four years, then lo and behold, LeBron comes back. You know, I, I also have to mention in those four years, you know, Matt and I are the kind of people that'll watch like the the NBA draft lottery. Yeah. You know, and the Cavaliers, Dan Gilbert and his cronies, they showed up like drunken tailgaters yeah. to the, the draft lottery. His kid was wearing weird bow ties. and Yeah. So I think Gilbert, Dan Gilbert, remember he went on that Comic Sans rampage after LeBron left. Right. So I think at that point, once you do that, you kind of have to either <laughs> A, you have to apologize and tuck your tail, or B... You just go with it. Yeah, embrace it. So you just make life one giant comic sans. <laughs> I, uh, I'll tell you this about the Cavs. So last year, before they traded for Kevin Love, if you include Le- LeBron, obviously, they had four number one overall picks on their team before right. they traded for Kevin Love. At one point in that time period, they also worked out Greg Oden. So I got very excited at the prospect uh, of five number one, not for, I said first round, sorry, five number one overall picks right. on the same team. Crazy. I got very excited about that. That didn't happen. I mean, our ultimate dream would probably be just to see a starting five of nothing but twins on the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, team, right? somehow. Plus the sixth man. Right, I was going to say somehow a starting <laughs> five of twins. Yeah, but then the sixth man. So one of the interesting things was they hired... David Blatt pre-LeBron. Okay. Which I think is an interesting hire. They, It's before they knew they were getting LeBron back, and they right. hired David Blatt, which then turned out to be a, a questionable hiring because he was set, he was a new coach that had never coached before in the NBA. But, I mean, it turned out all right because LeBron was going to coach the team anyway. All so, right. Coach, GM, yeah. star. Yeah. Well, we've talked about him already. Let's uh, Let's give you a little preview of the owner here. Dan Gilbert. You know, one of the fun things he did recently was he he owns Quicken Loans. Mm -hmm. The arena in Cleveland is the Quicken Loans arena. And for the college basketball tournament this past year, they had a contest for anyone who could pick a perfect NCAA bracket, you would win a billion dollars through the Quicken Loans thing. So I signed up for this. You know, the catch is, I mean... Well, not the catch, but the whole motivation. That's easy money right there. For Bob. these guys. Yeah. yeah. I, I filled out a bracket for every member of my family. Yeah. Um, didn't win. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> but uh, so the, the catch, the rub is you have to give them your information so they can hit you up for refinancing your mortgage. Ah. So, you know, it was a way to get the personal information of millions of homeowners you know, all in a week. Right. And Warren Buffett, he actually, Warren Buffett bought the insurance policy for this. So if someone were to actually win, then he would put up the money. And they didn't say how much it was, but, you know, these guys have a way of calculating risk and coming up with a cost for that. He got into real estate 
originally realizing that the money people are making the money not from selling the houses but from owning the mortgages right and so that's where he started rock financial in 1985 with his younger brother gary gilbert the company grew to one of the largest independent mortgage lenders in the country he invested heavily into uh, detroit actually in 2010 quick quicken loans moved their headquarters there uh, they have uh, 1,700 employees and are, you know, spend a lot of money trying to revitalize downtown Detroit. So it's pretty cool. Those Comic Sans days are behind him. I guess him and LeBron hugged it out uh, last summer. He apologized and, and equated their relationship as a whole lifetime of a marriage that you know he wishes he could undo the rift that was caused on just one night of yeah. you know a bad bad mistake mm -hmm. and so i guess that's how they they uh reconciled before lebron made his decision a couple days later to go back to cleveland and let's talk about who joins lebron on these cavaliers and now the starting lineup for your cleveland cavaliers they didn't add a whole bunch this off season they added mo williams which i think is big because it Mo Williams is a LeBron guy. Mo Williams scored 55 in a game last year. That's crazy. In Minnesota, playing that, for Minnesota. Yeah, that's insane. Mo Williams and uh, Richard Jefferson. Yep. Uh, Richard Jefferson was going to sign with someone else, I think, and then did an about face and signed with uh, the Cavs. Signed the ring-chasing deal. Yeah, which is okay. You need those guys. Yeah, the rep. Re-signed Iman Shumpert. Re-signed Iman Shumpert. Re-signed Del. Del I remember going into free agency. Del Vadova. Now his playoffs were very inconsistent. He had great games, and then he had games where he couldn't hit anything. Sure. So I think he was trying to. His defense on Steph Curry though was pretty phenomenal. I mean, he it was to the point where he had to go directly from a finals game to the hospital. Yeah. Exhaustion. Right. But so his D was was really getting in Curry's head. One of the things now, I guess this is an addition only because he got injured, but Vergeau is coming back. Right. He missed almost the whole season. Which would be huge. Vergeau, um Kevin Love they re signed. It was a free Love resigned. Uh to a max hundred and ten million dollar yeah. deal. Well, I guess um, one of the agents who's also involved with this, I was listening to Zach Lowe's podcast. He, I forget the guy's name. He was the agent for Jim Jackson. And before they made the rookie deal rules, mm -hmm. they were inspired by Glenn Robinson in the mid nineties. Jim Jackson was drafted by the Mavericks right. and then held out in contract negotiations and did not play until March of his rookie year. Wow. And not only got what he was asking for the entire time, he was reimbursed for all the games he missed. Really? So he was paid. Anyways, this is the same agent who is negotiating with Tristan Thompson. Jim Jackson, mediocre NBA player, a lot better than Tristan Thompson, yeah. <laughs> even as a rookie. <laughs> That's crazy. So I, I never knew that. It, yeah, I had neither. What Tristan Thompson changes, uh, we joke about him not being a superstar, but... Well, you know, I think another thing that's really going to be a problem for Tristan Thompson, most likely, is that Kevin Love is going to play equal to or better than he did last year. Yeah. I'm expecting he plays better. Yeah, he, he's going to play 
as good or better because he has a year. Him and LeBron actually know how to coexist now. Yeah, they, and they, they were all really figuring it out towards the end of the season. I yeah. mean, they, they had an insane record from January on. So if you're Kevin Love... They you, lost like 10 out of 50 games to end the season. Yeah, if you're Kevin Love, you go from Minnesota where you don't make the playoffs, but you're far and away the best player on the team, to the Cavs where you're... Third option. Where you're third option on a team that is supposed to win it all. That's got. That's a weird. That's just a weird flip that might take someone time. But to, he's got all the security in the world with those hundred and ten million dollars now, and now it's just up to him to figure out how to play ball with these guys. Yeah. And you know, if there's people that you could figure out how to play with, LeBron is probably one of the best teammates as far as super duper stars go yeah. of all time. You know, right. he's up there with Magic. You know. Uh, Magic or Steve Nash, you know, just players that make everyone around him better. Mm-hmm. Ask fucking Tristan Thompson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some it of certainly that, drives up their value. Some of that money Tristan Thompson gets, he needs to give to LeBron. <laughs> so yeah, I think we've touched just about on everyone. The beginning of this season, it seems like Kyrie Irving is not going to start. Iman Shumpert is not going to start. Kevin Love may or may not be ready by the beginning. Yeah. Uh, LeBron just had an injection in his back and is out for the rest of the preseason. Uh, I mean, Mo Williams and Timothy Mozgov might be ready to go. Actually, no, I heard Timothy Mozgov's out of shape. He had a knee injury, and he's uh, working to get back in shape. Okay. So, you know, but it is the Eastern Conference. I feel like the Cavs could start 2-15 and 15 and still get the number one seed. Right. Uh, by playing 500 ball after that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, as speaking of records, let's let's get into our prediction for the number 2 team. Record prediction. How many did they win last year? Last year they were 53 and 29. However, you know, uh going into a January game with the Clippers, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I believe they had lost 20 games at that point. Wow. And then went into the playoffs and lost, I believe, a total of two games, the entire Eastern Conference playoffs, yeah. both versus the Bulls. Right. And then swept the Hawks and the Celtics. So, uh, yeah, they, they they played pretty well after after visiting the Staples Center. I was actually at that game. It was a close game between the Clippers and Cavs, and that's when they began their, their whole season turnaround. I've got them at 60 wins this year, 60 and 22. Yeah. The Hawks got that many wins last year in the Eastern Conference, and I think Cleveland could do that this year. Yeah. They might, they might be more conservative about resting all their players, knowing that the Eastern Conference playoffs are going to be you know, easy to get through as long as everyone's healthy. But I think they could win 60. Yeah, I was going to say 60 also. I, I was kind of thinking about having them – higher than that but then with all the injuries and stuff and starting who knows how they're going to start the year i think 60 is a good number because they can go they could win 63 64 but yeah 60 will definitely be good enough for first in the east and maybe first overall with the western conference teams beating each other up right okay well we agree on that let's let's get into the obligatory lebron james mention (laughs) what the fuck has anything got to do with James. 
Uh, it's funny because with a few exceptions, uh, different team previews, this should be one of the only teams where it would be appropriate to mention LeBron James. But he is just so pervasive to the league, and mm-hmm. it's just so fun to uh, to have this segment that we've mentioned him every time. But, you know, if you're looking at his career from a bird's eye view here, I think his coming back to Cleveland, we don't really have the uh, the distance between it yet to right. see it historically. But I think it's going to be very similar to LeBron or uh, Michael Jordan retiring to go and play baseball, you know, and then coming back to uh, to win some more championships with the Bulls. And it's just the the career arc of this super duper star, transcendent, one of the the two best players probably mm-hmm. ever at this point. Yeah. And they can't just, as a free agent, move from a team to another. They have to do something that no one's really done before. And this LeBron story of him coming home to to Cleveland really seems like that'll be part of it. I mean, I I think he'll win one or two championships is my prediction in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Maybe more, but I expect one or two. And even if he doesn't, that uh, that decision is just just one of those plot points i i forget who wrote it it was probably someone on espn or grantland but they described lebron james as being a strange sports superstar in the sense that he seems like he is acting the role of himself in a biopic where he is starring himself you know (laughs) and i mean that you know that just like he is just so self-aware Right. of the decisions, how he's perceived. It's weird. It's very meta uh, yeah. in a way that, that other sports stars haven't been before. That's fucking awesome. It's fun to watch. He's, uh, he's a transcendent person for that reason, and he's the reason why we've made 29 episodes of Brickhouse and talked about him every time. And now it's time for a personal anecdote with Matt Baker. So if you were uh, if you were like LeBron, yes, if you were going to create a a team of people around you that are all people, friends and family you've known, and trusted your entire life. I mean, LeBron famously turned down the. Uh, I think he left Leon Rose and CAA in 2005 and decided, you know what, I'm going to hire my friends. And Maverick Carter, Rich Paul, and this other guy. <laughs> yeah. They formed LR, MR, LMR, LRMR, I believe. LeBron, Maverick, Rich, other guy. Uh, <laughs> other guy. Yeah, he's like the Tito. Yeah. Anyways, if you were going to hire your homeboys to the Matt Baker Corporation and you needed three people for specific roles in this, uh, in this business, who would you hire? Who would you hire? One, to be your agent or like negotiator. Two, who would be your head of marketing or manager sort of person? And then three, who would be your your money guy, your accountant person? Uh, so I would – so the are we starting with the agent? The Whatever you like. Marketing, uh, we haven't heard him on this podcast, but my buddy Aaron – uh, would be my marketer because he's kind of in that world. He's social well, media. Is he the guy running the fantasy league? Yeah, he's the social media guru, okay. and he would know how to he would know how to get me out there on the net. 
Do people still you call know. it the net? <laughs> Sandra Bullock, mate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, You know him from growing up? I met him in college. Okay. We lived together for a bit, and uh, he went to high school with the guy who would be my agent, which appeared on a few podcasts, Bjorn. Okay, nice. Because he's a gambler, and he he would know how to play the... The hard negotiating. Yeah, he would know. He's hard to... Yeah, he's hard to uh if he if he wants something, he'll make it very he'll make very strong points on why he thinks it should be this way. Good. So, if he wants me to get lots of money, he will make it very clear to the was person. He, was he on the debate team in college? Uh, no. Wow. Yeah. Well, they, he was in town obviously cuz he's doing podcasts and he was making a very very compelling argument on why I should train to be an Australian football, rules football player. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He just thought that I could do it. Uh, he was trying to sign you as yeah. him the agent, you the athlete. <laughs> while, while we were sitting there watching the sport for the first time. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So there it was. He awesome. Was, yeah. Uh, and the money manager would be my brother Adam because – Whenever we go to Las Vegas and we gamble, I give him my money. Really? Okay. And I are, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. He already – see, he will tell he me – fulfills that role. He is not shy about telling me, don't do that. Uh-huh. Don't give me – don't spend that. Don't do this. Uh-huh. I, there was one time I had some chips, and I did hand them to him. I said, these are yours. Watch them. <laughs> so he already has done that. And then if he gets out of line, I can just have my youngest brother, Chris, poke him around and goof on him until he gets back in line. Brother brother seems the way to go with the money man. Yeah, yeah. He, plus, I know he doesn't care enough to screw me out of money. He doesn't, He yeah, he wouldn't. Uh, you guys can share a bank account like Mark Keefe and Marcus. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is a good <laughs> he'd, point. He'd keep an eye on it for you. Awesome, awesome. All right, well, Matt Baker Corporation, as all the principals have been decided yeah on the next episode of brick house we only have one sneak peek left to tell you about for the previews anyways man did the coach of this number one team make a good decision not going to the other team that offered him the job because if he did he could have been just recently attacked by matt bards (laughs) wow that's true (laughs) instead of enjoying a championship parade as he did this past summer i guess that kind of gives it away but there's only so many people uh you know and there's only one team left yeah you know the process of elimination i hope our Mm -hmm. our viewers our listeners are uh intelligent enough to figure it out so that's it the preview is the next one's the last preview we got next episode of brick house